Welcome to the Instant Reaction Super Bowl 58. Kansas City Chiefs are Super Bowl champions. Before we get started, if you have been accustomed to my YouTube audience on the show and you're accustomed to a brighter light, my ring light died before I took off for a weekend trip to Carrollton, Georgia this weekend, and I need to get a new one. So this is the best I can do with the lights that are in my apartment and the lamp that is currently sitting next to me that I moved from my bedside table. So I'm trying the best to make it work, and I hope you enjoy regardless. But Kansas City wins an instant classic in my mind. Second overtime that we've seen in Super Bowl history. Last time we saw that, New England came back down 28-3, to so we knew we were in for a good one. And both teams traded blows. It was incredible, thrilling, all the adjectives you can use to describe it. It was amazing. And we got to start with the winning team. We'll get to the 49ers in a bit. Second Super Bowl loss against the Kansas City Chiefs. Not in similar circumstances, but there are some similarities that I'd like to point out there. But I think we got to start with Patrick Mahomes. And when you talk about great quarterbacks, great athletes, great stories in sports, we talk about all the time, and we've talked about it a lot with Brock Purdy, is what are you having to overcome? Is it poor coaching, poor GM drafting in the front office? Is it... Jordan having to overcome a certain team, do you have to overcome a certain obstacle? And I think for Mahomes, no greater obstacle was faced his way this year. It was certainly his worst offense, personnel rotating in and out, Travis Kelsey starting to feel a little bit of shades of decline, still had a phenomenal year by his standards, I would say, but Kadarius Toney in and out of the rotation, Mecole Hardman, someone they had to trade in, Rashid Rice. Uh, maybe a number two on a, on normal teams, number one for the Kansas City Chiefs, had to find his way. And so for Mahomes, there was so much they had overcome. They led the league in drops throughout the regular season, have to go twice on the road in the postseason, play teams that had better skill. They were better equipped. Stephon Diggs with the Bills and Josh Allen, uh, Dawson Knox and D Dalton Kincaid, rising stars at the tight end position there. Baltimore, number one seed, MVP in Lamar Jackson. Chiefs' first road trip in the Patrick Mahomes era. So much that they had to overcome. So many people, including myself, that they had to count out, especially given after Tyreek took off two years ago. So I think for Kansas City, what an achievement for them. What a just ride for Patrick Mahomes. In this game alone, they had to overcome a lot. Travis Kelsey pushing Andy Reid, having a little bit of a mini meltdown on the sideline, something we're not accustomed to see from him. I think in those big moments, it feels like he's able to rise to the occasion and more just be a grown-up in, in that sense and being like, hey, we've been there, done that. We saw Baltimore two weeks ago meltdown in the occasion, and it felt like we were getting shades of that with Kansas City. Mahomes having to overcome procedural penalties, uh, unsportsmanlike conducts that give the 49ers drive extensions, having to overcome a 49ers defense that really came to play today and put a lot of pressure on him that it reminded me of the Bucks Super Bowl in 2020 where Patrick Mahomes had to overcome and ultimately couldn't because Brady on the other side was spectacular that night, but there was just so much going on in that game. And so Mahomes had to dial in with all the noise, the Taylor Swift drama, everything going on with his family that consistently seems to pop up. These are these moments, and that's what to me strikes this as the most impressive Super Bowl for Patrick Mahomes in his young career. Super Bowl MVP once again, carrying his team. It felt like in certain moments when they were down by three before overtime and once again down by three in overtime, each time Mahomes stepped up in the occasion and just methodically, I, I was talking about it in 2021 when the Chiefs were, I believe it was three and four, four and five, they were struggling. I was begging for Mahomes to take, and that was the early days of the podcast, begging for Mahomes to take 
the checkdowns, the easy throws, and then Andy Reid and the offense start to set things up around him and make life easier for the quarterback. And Mahomes starts to recognize that there are outlets that he recognizes now that he didn't when he was winning MVP in the regular season, throwing 50 touchdowns. It's that evolution of his career that almost reminds you of Brady-like. And out of the conversation is going to be surrounding whether Mahomes has cemented himself as a top quarterback, top this, top that, greatest ever. I certainly think he's in the top three. Let's let's slow the horses here on Mahomes being the greatest quarterback ever. Well, that's a debate for another time. I'd welcome a debate. But I think we just need to appreciate and enjoy the moment we have here and the run that the Kansas City Chiefs are currently on. They're the first team since the Patriots in the early 2000s to win three out of four. They did it in so many different ways this year, whether it was Spagnola outclassing Lamar Jackson in the AFC Championship, finding different ways in this game to make Brock Purdy uncomfortable and disrupt the 49ers rhythm. I think part of that was Shanahan, but there was so much that went into this Chiefs staff, and maybe we'll see the wheels eventually fall off and the Chiefs will have to reinvent themselves later in Mahomes' career. It's going to only get harder from here. It certainly felt like it was the hardest in Mahomes' career at this time, having to overcome so much. But I think in this specific moment, it was about what all the Chiefs and the specifically Patrick Mahomes have done this season to just take control and say, hey, I'm the greatest quarterback in the NFL. There's so many things you can throw at me and I'll still prevail and I'll still find a way to overcome it. And it felt like in the moment, it was the fumble, the 49ers fumble punt return where the Chiefs offense for two quarters and a half felt extremely dead on arrival. And then boom, it's the snap of a finger that it's the simple detail. It's the small detail that the championship teams pounce on and the Chiefs from there score a touchdown on their first play, get points that they need to respond when they need to. It was that momentum and that spark. Because it felt like the 49ers were the better football team for about two and a half quarters. And here comes Kansas City just waiting for you to mess up, waiting for you to make that first mistake. And boy, did they capitalize on it when it mattered. So I think for the Chiefs, congratulations to them. What a run. Let's talk about the 49ers. So 49ers, it felt that and in the divisional round, in the conference championship, they fell behind and had to come back, whether it was against Green Bay and Jordan Love or Jared Goff in Detroit. And then... You flip the script and you go up 10 and you go, okay, the 49ers have taken into account, okay, we need to start better against Patrick Mahomes. We need to do a better job of starting quicker so we're not having to overcome so much in the fourth quarter. We don't have the quarterback for that. As much as I love Brock Purdy, he's no Patrick Mahomes. And I think Brock Purdy, to his credit, played about two and a half solid quarters. I think about halfway through the second quarter, through to the end of the third, the 49ers only had two first downs in the third quarter. It felt like Spagnola and that Chiefs defense was able to disrupt the 49ers rhythm. They abandoned the rush in certain points that I felt were ill-advised and not giving McCaffrey, which they did in overtime in the fourth quarter, just give him the rock and see what happens. And it's such a great quarterback, such a great tool for the quarterback and Brock Purdy that's young to this game, that's young to this moment in the Super Bowl. And I felt like the moment wasn't too big for him. They made some great plays early to try to make him comfortable and try to set him up for easy throws. And he made some really great ones today, too. It was the fourth down throw to George Kittle. It was the corner to Chris Conley. I think that Purdy did enough to say, hey, I can be the 49ers quarterback of the future. I, I would hate it for this podcast is going to go live as soon as I can put it out. It's about 1130 at night. But I would hate it if we wake up Monday morning and the discourse is not about the greatness of Mahomes, but this narrative surrounding Brock Purdy. I want it. I, I can't control it. Obviously I think Brock Purdy did enough to maybe shred some of those narratives. He didn't play perfect. I think that's gotta be said, but I think that 
he did just enough to let his team win. It just for Patrick Mahomes, you got to be on your A game. And I think Brock Purdy played probably a B minus B type of game today. And to quickly talk about Shanahan, this is two losses and another loss in the Super Bowl to great quarterbacks, Mahomes, Brady, although his offensive coordinator for the Falcons. It feels like Shanahan in the big moments. He has this great script and this great sense of the game with offensively, knowing where to match his personnel, where to find the right guy. Maybe it's Ayuk on your third best corner, or trying to find George Kittle in a seam. There's so many different things that he does so creatively, whether it's in the playoffs or the regular season. And then in the Super Bowl, in the bigger moments, it feels like he abandons that, and it feels like he gets away from himself. In the first quarter, it was McCaffrey. It was play action. It was getting Purdy in easy situations. It felt like they were trying to outsmart themselves, outdo what really worked for him. And when you're up by 10 against Mahomes, who says you can't give McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell the ball 20 to 25 times and really hammer that point of, hey, we got to run the ball. Whether the Chiefs respect it or not, you got to keep them honest. And for me, it was Shanahan got away from it, came back to what worked, but it was too late. And the Chiefs almost kind of figured out, hey, at some point they're going to go back to this if they haven't already. So I think for the 49ers, it's another Shanahan coaching where it just leaves me a little bit puzzled to what the strategy was for those two weeks because it felt like he came out with a great script and a great plan. And it was in the back of my mind, it was like the Super Bowl in Miami in 2020. Is he going to stick with that script? Is he going to stay consistent with what works? And he keeps abandoning it. And I, I really, I'm not sure. So we'll have to see if the 49ers have enough to get back. They don't have to pay Purdy. They don't have to pay potential parts. I think they're going to have to make a decision on Ayuk. Uh, Bosa, I think his contract may be coming up pretty soon. So they're going to have to make some decisions. This felt like the window for them. And once again, they fall to the Chiefs on the front end and currently the present of their dynasty. And it's just been an impressive run for Kansas City for the 49ers. It's so close and yet you're super far away. And we talked about in 2020 how Jimmy Garoppolo was a pass away from being the 49ers QB of the future, and they go in the following year in 2021, uh, excuse me, a year later after that uh, that run that the 49ers had, Rams, Super Bowl, Garoppolo just wasn't enough to beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl and then the Rams in the NFC Championship. And the 49ers aren't afraid to take bold risks. That front office is not afraid to take big chances. They go and swing on Trey Lance. It doesn't work out. Okay, we'll go swing on the seventh-round draft pick, Mr. Irrelevant. I don't, I'm not saying the 49ers will make a move this offseason, but I'm saying that the 49ers aren't scared to really capitalize on the talent that they have. And if they don't think they have it with Brock Purdy, they'll go find someone else. And whether that's this year or next year, and I'm a Brock Purdy guy. I have been defending him on this podcast for instant reactions in the divisional round and the conference championship. I've been his guy, I guess. So, but the history tells us that the 49ers aren't scared to make those moves. So we'll see how that goes as the future rolls. But as it stands right now, the Kansas City Chiefs are a dynasty of the 2020s. And man, they do a damn good job of doing it. And it's been a pleasure to watch. And so we'll talk about this, Mahomes. We have guests down the line for this podcast. Super excited about that. It's currently the offseason for football. We'll move it into NBA as that continues to roll on. You can expect about a podcast a week from here on out. Super excited to provide it. I'm Grayson Mann. This was episode 156 of the Man with the Plan podcast. Take care and have a great day.